0: Prevent accidents and be happy.
1: happy. Well hello, welcome back to Frame by Frame. It is the new year. Welcome to 2015. Happy New Year, twelve people. Twelve people. <laughs> I'm sitting here, of course, with Andy. Hello. <laughs> I'm
2: sitting here with Stephen. You're useless at
1: that. <laughs> I just, we're not, not going to keep on trying. Come on, like. let's not try there just be crap like that. Crap. He, he, he's here and I'm here, yeah. And I don't know why I'm pointing because it's radio. There's a cat in between us. Again. Yeah, and Andy's a little bit allergic to cats, so I'm kind of waiting for him to turn blue. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It was me wheezing it was, it was, that's what that was <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've never tried acting wheezing before really yeah it's not very like, good is it it sounds like, <laughs> like
1: you were rubbing a pig <laughs> I well, that's, that that's
2: my prop to make the wheeze sound this little pig I brought <laughs> in here you
1: talking to me? did you have a brain tumour for breakfast? Well, who the hell else
2: are you talking to? talking to me? i
1: funny
0: how I mean, funny I don't how to I'm Peter Binkman. We all go a little mad sometimes. Man does time this will never do Hot. kind of a big deal. The is,
1: about Yeah, baby! Baby,
0: yeah. baby! <laughs> You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You to. want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! So, anyway, uh, it is the new year.
2: Yeah. We're it in is. high spirits. We're still in good, good spirits, still coming yeah. off the
1: festival. We thought
2: we'd talk about Hollywood's obsession with uh, dystopian movies,
1: <laughs> Apoc- post apocalyptic, disastrous, disastrous futures that ends up with, with usually desolate wastelands and very pale palette clothing. Yeah, because there just
2: seems to be uh, just an incredible amount of these films and still coming out now and still very popular.
1: Almost as popular as romantic comedies. Yeah, but, yeah. I don't have a part with each other. <laughs> they, should, they should try. They did a zombie romantic film, Warm Bodies. They did, which was... Uh, but why not? I mean, I, I, is there a romance to be had in, in post-apocalypse? I mean... There's Book of Eli. There's Mad Max. There's uh, the Terminator films. I always feel as though when I when I see romance or anything in in, in those kind of films, it's kind of like, well, you'll do. You're the last girl on this earth. You'll mm. do. It's kind of it's not exactly romantic or clinchy is it?
2: No, I guess not. And then sometimes, a lot of the times, it's like a big group of guys, isn't it? Yeah. And then sometimes, like one, one woman, woman will be introduced, and then you sort of like, oh hey, up. Yeah. She's gonna get rape
1: yeah <laughs> or
2: maybe not maybe it would maybe be a romantic not. thing and I shouldn't say things like that
1: but you it was like that in Alien 3 though when when all the prisoners realized that there was a woman on the, yeah yeah you know, so it, it's there is a certain nastiness to the to post to post-apocalyptic futures that makes it uncomfortable to be a male or a female because yeah. you know there's there's not that many people
2: around anymore and which leads us nicely on to Maze runner. runner. Ooh, that was almost a link. That was
1: almost a link. I was trying really hard. I was straining for breath. I think I needed to kind of. I needed to wheeze the pig again. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there you go.
0: Can you tell me anything about yourself? Who you are? Where you came from? Can you tell me your name?
2: I I can't remember anything. <laughs>
0: Come on, Greeny. Rise and shine. What is this place?
2: Welcome to the lake.
1: Who put us here? We don't know. What's through there?
0: You guys can't just keep me here. I can't let you leave. Why won't you tell me what's out there?
1: That's the mains. Every morning when those doors open, the runners look for a way out. And no one has ever survived a night in the maze. What happened, Sheriff?
0: We call them grievers. We don't belong here. Somebody
1: built the maze. I think it's time we find out what we're really up against.
0: You're not like the others. You're curious. What the hell is that? This is the first real clue you found. Who knows where this might lead us? It's a girl. (sighs) Thomas. Everything started changing the moment you showed up. What if we were sent here for a reason? The doors aren't closing. They're here. They're going to keep coming back until they kill us all. We get out now or we die trying. Get it. We're already dead. You're curious, but if you want to stay here,
2: I need to know that you're going to follow the rules. It starts quite well. This guy just wakes up in a lift, lifts, um, uh, elevating. He's hmm. he's in there with a the pig. He is. he's There's in the the there with a the pig. There's the link. That's wow, why we, that's yes. why I brought the pig. As a sort of mascot. <laughs> That's a trophy.
1: <laughs> a trophy for <laughs> <here. of> surviving <laughs> yeah, the
2: Maze Runner. And so he has no idea who he is. Doesn't remember any of his patterns. Remember his name. And he sort of comes round in this. Uh, okay. It's like a like a forest. So well, it's like a clearing. and There's like forests all around him, and huge walls, and um,
1: <clears throat> like like a kind of a hospital garden without the benches
2: yeah if the hospital garden had really vast CGI walls then exactly like that <laughs> exactly. but no hospital
1: no, no patients oh, okay. no, no, so, so he wakes up and he's in the middle of this square yeah
2: and there's, there's people around him you know and he has no idea what's going on and <clears throat> again it, it's all guys at first a girl does get introduced just one just one. Oh, why did they do that Well, it. it, it, I didn't see right when the girl gets introduced into it. She hardly does anything with. She doesn't really
1: advance. Other than no, she does advance the the storyline about, but she doesn't really have anything to do. But usually, they throw them in to create a sense of conflict between the guys who are there. That's what I thought was going to happen. Yeah, but it didn't. So she's there, but she's not advancing the plot. She She only comes
2: into it towards the end, anyway. Really okay yeah now this guy who's just been introduced um something a little bit different about this guy's a bit more inquisitive um Dylan O'Brien, Dylan O'Brien Thomas you
1: yeah. played Thomas yeah yeah he
2: played Thomas <laughs> but he doesn't remember his name until um there's one person in the gang who really doesn't take to him as is always the case in these things oh yeah there's always one yeah so the night the first night he's there they hold a celebration you know hey, we've got another person here this is great and they're all drinking and he's a bit of an outsider this new guy he doesn't really want to get involved with it but the, the the main guy doesn't really like him gets him in so come on let's have a bit of a fight you know and they're all around Thomas, it's, it's, the Val, it's the
1: Val Kilmer Tom Cruise yeah uh, Top Gun thing you're dangerous I yeah, exa- like, yeah you. exactly yeah. and then they end up hugging at the end I'm sure no no not oh, at okay, all Okay.
0: No.
2: but yeah so he, he gets he gets impaled with a spear the bad guy yeah. the
1: guy we don't like yeah
2: well, he's got he's got his own little story arc where he just cares about everybody there and he doesn't want things to change oh right well, you that's know okay. they survived for three years why you know yeah why change it but this Thomas guy wants them out of there you know he so said we need to get out you know and we, this is not how we're supposed to live we need to get out so he doesn't like them for those reasons <clears throat> but there's two people and they're called maze runners now What happens every morning? uh, These huge walls surrounding this like sort of nice little clearing and forest area, the the open up, and inside is like a labyrinth. Okay. Inside the outside the walls, and these maze runners have mapped the entire labyrinth and they've run it every single day to try and find a way of getting. And then it it closes. At night time, it closes, and if you get, no one's ever survived night in the on Mm. their own. Okay. So. That's said very early in the film, so you know, you know that this at guy, one Thomas is going to get. I'm surviving yeah. eye out there, isn't it? Yeah. And um, there's these little. these sort of half. sort of biomechanical beasties that are out there. Um, I, forget, I forget what they call them now. It was like a, a word that you make.
1: They're like sentry devices, kind of. A,
2: yeah, and, there's a word. Oh. Anyway, it doesn't matter
1: but yeah and insert the <coughs> word okay we'll, insert the we'll, we'll, word
2: no. the Grievers okay and um they're quite scary tank CGI monsters it's all CGI and um <laughs> so and they have a like a, an injector and they call them getting the sting. so if you get the stink um it basically puts this chemical in them and drives them insane um. so I think Thomas's first day of being there he comes face to face with this guy who's sort of like it's your fault why are you here you shouldn't be here and attacks him and he runs away and they have to basically throw him into the, the maze at night time and get him deaded
1: okay yeah
2: so, so anyway the film's that's kind of what the film's about and uh it's not
1: them getting out of the maze and trying you know the equilibrium being that they're used to it. they are ma- the the maze. They're not really interested in, in leaving the situation. They yeah, keep on uh, getting supplies from the ground from from this the elevator. But yeah, they, the the supplies come up with that. Did they ever do anything with that? Did they try to go down to find out where? Absolutely.
2: It's uh, it said it is said in the so the effect they've tried that, but the lift doesn't go back down if anyone's in it. At the moment no one's in it anymore and it's level, it goes down. But if someone went and sat in it, it wouldn't go down.
1: Yeah. But it's interesting because they could have found interesting ways to winch someone slightly above it.
2: Yeah, or maybe cut this, you know, some out the floor and then just gone down the chain. Maybe, yeah, I don't maybe
1: know. that's it. <clears throat> could have had, yeah, maybe that would be the sequel. You chain runner. Well,
2: uh, <laughs> will, well, I don't know if it, it. I think it was. Um, I think it, did, it made enough money to. um I said, it's definitely open for a sequel. There's going to be a sequel, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? If it's made enough money. But, so um, there's this main guy who's sort of like the leader. And he ends up going out.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, to do a maze run. To um, see where this other guy got stung, you know, the one who attacked him. Yeah. And while they're out there, he gets stung. And they're all waiting at the gates. The gates are starting to shut, and you just see one of the maze runners and the the, the gang leader starting to make the way. And Thomas knows he's not going to make it, so he runs out and gets locked in there with them. And they have to survive the night in the maze and that's on it. their own.
1: And that's the kind of the main plot then? No, no, they survive the night. And that's just understood. one of the. That's just one of the things. Yeah, so, um, so, so it's a uh, tests.
2: Yeah, well, so he ends up killing one of these beasts, these arachnid biomechanical beasts. Yes. As one of the walls is shut in, he sort of runs through and it squishes him. He gets oh. squished.
1: So what did. They're uh, like deaded and squisheded, I can't Yeah, deaded. Add those squisheded two
2: to our uh, vernacular, I think. Yeah. Deaded. But squisheded. what was interesting, there was a, it, it, during that night when they get attacked by this biomechanical arachnid Arachnid beastie. Arachnid right? beastie. Grievers. There's a few jump scares oh they, yeah they don't work you know why they don't work
1: because they're not delivered on the E of the three yeah they land on a beat they land on a beat yeah as
2: in they're on one two three four when, they, when you're yeah, expecting it yeah and it's actually sort of timed with the music I remember I've, I've you know I I, um, I, play, I, over, I played it a few times just to try and count the rhythm i think, thinking that's why it doesn't work it's not
1: it doesn't catch you it, it comes when you expect it to come yeah. Not yeah. one, two, three. Yep, there it is. You know. Maybe we could do an edit on that, just so the the actual sequence of scares, just to see if we can get a scare. And know. then send
2: it to the filmmaker and say, "We've done this it better than you." This is how you do it. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Just have two test audiences run it how they did it, and then run it how we kind of just snipped away. At, and yeah, watch and jump. Yeah. I Yeah. Yeah. I'm up for it in about 18 years time when i don't have a baby to look after. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pointless. Yeah. But um yeah so that's that's basically it. Yeah well because he sort of killed this
2: arachnid beastie thingamajig, biomechanical yeah. centurion
0: grievers
2: the following day um the, the the big gates open and they you know they come out in the morning. Um this is when the girls introduced all oh, right, comes up in the lift, and she sort of she wakes up, says Thomas, and then just passes out again. Okay. And um,
1: <clears throat> so the, her name is not Thomas. No, so. her, I
2: forget her name in it, but um, she hardly does anything really. That's it. Okay, uh, Teresa. Teresa. That's it's Teresa. name's Teresa. They, she's holding the letter saying this is the last one, ever, and the lift never goes back down, and the gates don't shut. So that night they get attacked. By the biomechanical arachnid beasties, right?
1: See, that's that, that. That's you didn't, but you didn't expect that.
2: No, I didn't expect that. And what made it quite one aspect of that I liked is the 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 guy you're not supposed to like, who wants everything to stay the same, and doesn't like him. Yeah, you can now say, well, it's your fault that we've lost so many of these pe so many of our people.
1: Yeah, that's, that's yeah. So there's kind of like yeah. You start to gain a little bit of uh, empathy. You, well, of there's, there's
2: just a nice little dynamic. Like, was he right? Was he wrong? You know, which so, is
1: good because a lot of these films always have it black and white. He's he's he was wrong. I I, I should never have what uh, wanted to keep things the same way. You were right, Thomas. You you hmm. delivered us to a to a brighter, bigger future. And yeah. yeah, they they could have gone that way, but obviously they didn't.
2: And I just suppose it, it it asks questions: Is it okay to just sit down and just let the world happen, or? you make things happen and the dangers of both it's like
1: jurassic park and richard Attenborough bringing back dinosaurs i mean he he felt bloody wrong you know he felt felt bad as well so we should in that for messing with you know but it's like why mess with things
2: you know interesting though you're looking forward to jurassic world this
1: no i'm not (laughs) really not no Um, i'm not sure about it i'm not interested in in you know dinosaurs anymore i mean what against
0: we have learned more in the past decade From genetics than a century Of digging up bones A whole new frontier has opened up We have our first Genetically modified hybrid You just went and made a new dinosaur? Probably not a good idea
1: Well Well I don't know, because now they've got some new research saying that uh, dinosaurs actually were feathered, mm. that they were all have feathers, yeah. so um, all of a sudden there's this new camp of dinosaur enthusiasts that's going to be angry if, they, if the dinosaurs are not anatomically correct um, completely. But you know what feathers. they've done though,
2: don't you? They? They've um, made a super dinosaur. They're combine dna from different dinosaurs and there's human dna and the dna yeah, isn't from that other like things godzilla kind of a yeah and the world made this super super dinosaur is this the americas that's going to go right isn't it
1: yeah yeah of course what, why did they do this why did they do it <laughs> they did not realize that yeah this is not a good idea i mean this is this is why they do it in movies because they don't want people to do it in reality i mean dollar the sheep was was a low risk <laughs> when it came to clothing and di- you know splicing jeans and you know I'm so glad they didn't do a human version of that sheep because that yeah. was weird but I, I don't see why they need to make the nastiest biggest dinosaur and, uh, and expect us to to understand and appreciate all the ones who are actually running for their lives well, Yeah. But, that, but it, my that's...
2: beef with Maze Runner, right? Okay. <laughs>
1: let's, let's leave Jurassic Park well alone for now. because. Yeah. It's, uh, but you've got a beef. I've got a beef with her, right? Cause okay. I don't, I don't
2: think I've, just, I've explained it perfectly well, but <laughs> finally they get out, right? Yeah. And you find out that this has been a test. These group of people, there's been a virus that has attacked um, humankind's minds. Okay. Right? Or I should say that the whole world's been bleached out by the sun. Right. In like perpetual sunlight on the entire planet. Perpetual sunlight. Yeah. In other
1: words, the the Earth isn't spinning anymore.
2: The the, the science is off with the way they explain it.
1: Right. Perpetual sunlight. Yeah. Yeah, okay.
2: And so it's just, it's basically sand, it's desert. The whole world, as far as you can tell by this, is desert. Your typical dystopian desert, right? Right. But there's certain people didn't oh yeah like I said these um there's a virus that attacked the human brain that sent them all crazy and mad and mm-hmm. but a certain handful of people didn't get it all right and these were special people now for reasons I don't quite understand these special people they decided to test okay so they've gone through a series of tests which one looked like they were being drowned but they survived that and now this this test is this base is to get out of it you pass the test right okay first of all if you've got this group of people that are special why try to kill them why not medically find out what's different with them
1: medically do it yeah and like, then
2: introduce it to the population
1: it would have been a boring film but it, it, it may, would have it would have solved a few problems yes them. and um,
2: <clears throat> but meal to but, beef is it's the the world, as far as it's explained, is deserts. So, how the hell have they made this, which is incredibly vast, complicated maze, which changes every single night, with its own sort of biosphere? Yeah, because it's got it's lush greenlands.
1: It's a know? biotope of complete um, yeah of everything that that they want. That so, so in other words, their priorities are instead of actually trying to rejuvenate the earth with this kind of uh, with this biotope. Um, this this environment yeah. to 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 find you know to reestablish life on Earth. They're using it to challenge special people um, to see if they're worthy of of something.
2: Yeah. Of because at the end of it, they just getting a hot yeah. a, a helicopter and they go f- they fly off. That's it. So clearly to the next maze to run.
1: I don't know. But I just didn't. Odd. Yeah, it's very odd. But it's like if you if you break it down that way, if you just take away the whole idea of the story what the heck is the the thought processes b- behind that what why why do why go to the trouble it it's, seems to be that, yeah. that humans really just don't have a clue and they're just messing around with the, you them know,
2: even though but, it, the film's cl- yeah. it's cliche in many ways and it's got your typical characters that you'd, yeah. you'd expect and then you've got all these background characters that never say anything they're just there for to Pinkson to get killed and off, and or and to to well, yeah. yeah. When the 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 Iraqis beasties hit, yeah. you need people to kill. You've got to stunned. have red
1: shirts, yeah. But yeah, exactly. You've got to have red shirts. Yeah,
2: yeah, brilliant. But um, but I was kind of enjoying that. But when it got to the end, and oh, it had been a test. And it's
1: like the waking up; it was a dream. Yeah, and yeah, they get told this
2: by. Um, on a video you press the button and a video comes on in a oh. woman's town there's all these people are dead behind her and she shoots herself in the in the head at oh. the end of it which is really nice <laughs> but <laughs> and I, yeah so at the end of it i was kind of like oh oh that's that's
1: how he chose so, to end it yeah so the, 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 <laughs> I, the,
2: I just don't get that how they've done it how and it had its own sort of weather but outside this maze which they can run in a few hours
1: yeah it's just complete this kind of reminds me of lost in a way why go to the trouble of having that whole uh, underground bunker why have that whole camp of people on an island why have the temporal thing why 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 go to such uh, trouble and that nothing is ever explained and nothing is that there's no reason for it it's just like somebody has an idea for a maze yeah and they think wouldn't it be cool to have people running around this maze it's based on
2: a best-selling book as
1: everything Yeah, is. but let's not work but maybe there's something that they, they missed from the book and, um, and maybe because a lot of the, these stories these apocalyptic stories are coming from books at the moment yeah. i mean there's um there's the maze runner there's divergent yeah. the hunger games these are three obviously going to be successful series of books or already established successful stories that yeah probably all have that similarity. something similar is that there is something going on but yet it's not really a logical way forward of, of thinking yeah. they, they've either gone back to the stone age or they've just completely lost it gone mad and decided to build giant mazes to have people running around for no reason whatsoever <laughs> so it, it's it is fascinating how they all there is a kind of a link to a, a nonsensical idea but it's all based on the one idea that oh, wouldn't it be cool if and then just then just populate it with characters, and, and then not worry. Let's not worry about explaining it.
2: And because everything, that tends to come out of Hollywood, it has to be a series of films now. It can't just be a yeah. standalone film and think, "Oh, that was really good." Leave it alone. It's like no, we need to. It's almost when they're writing these films and making them that the thinking of the sequel and the third one already. The, the, there, is so we c- there
1: is a weak fear. There is, and not, not, We're not talking about our positive fear of yeah, of, yeah, of yeah, actually yeah. doing uh, creating art for art's sake. There's a fear in Hollywood of, of not uh, having a follow-up success and so they have to kind of they have to cultivate things to make them fit the series idea that I mean the hobbit films are, I mean nobody really wants to have four hobbit films, but there they are.
2: Three Hobbit. Three.
1: Films. Yeah. I thought they made one into two parts. That was that. Was that part the,
2: two? T- part two. Yeah. Because Gail Del Toro was originally doing it, and he said, "There's a part. A, a, t- a part. <laughs> there's a tart, There's a prostitute in the Hobbit." Oh, and They but... thought uh, when they get to the prostitute bit, that's a, a, a separation that they can do between two films. Right. And, so and been... Gail Del Toro thought it was a good idea, and I, I, I trust him. I'm not splitting the second one into two I don't know I've, yeah, not, I've uh, not seen a Battle of Five Armies yet and by all accounts it's the best of the three That's probably what saying. yeah from what we've heard but everyone has said I won't go back and watch it I'll watch the Lord of the Ring films again and will not go back and watch the Hobbit film
1: but it's because there are, there are all these sequels being spawned for all these films and the problem is if you know that it's going to be a there's going to be a sequel coming up it's like in Divergent uh, I've just watched that I knew that she was going to survive yeah, I knew that he, that, that the, the guy who she um, falls in love with. I know that well, They were both going to be jumping on a train at the end. It's very predictable. And probably with Maze Runner, I, I'm taking it that Teresa and Thomas are alive at the end of this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. of course, because they can't do they can't do it without it. They cannot just um, ki- kill off characters that are are supposed to be there for the sequels. Mm. They, they would never do that. And that's the it's a shame because. So, Again,
2: right. I'm going to go back to it, but that's the reason why I like Joss Whedon.
1: Yeah, because he is... will kill
2: the main character off in a film. He did it in Serenity, where he killed off um, yeah. the the pilot guy. I forget his name now. But I mean, at least you he's weren't got expecting to to that. To that yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and everyone's now thinking Age of Ultron, who's going to die because he's going to kill one of the main characters off. But now we know it can't be Iron Man because he's going to be in the next. Yeah. Uh, Captain America films, so it can't it be can't, him. It
1: can't be Captain America then because there's no because they've released they've
2: they've shown what films are coming out next, so it's probably going to be a key character, but not a character who's got a standalone film, a franchise going. So it's probably going to be like Black Widow.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, yeah, it'll be something that's just not worth keeping around. Yeah. But then that's going to piss off the fans, right? Or not? That's a good question. <laughs> God. <laughs> God has spoken. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and with the Red scent curves. of citrus lavender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Thank you, Erwick. Oh, um
1: Brilliant. Maybe that's a, an indication that we've actually gone for half an hour already and uh yeah. But uh, Maze Runner, good film. It's okay. It's yeah, watchable. It's
2: watchable. Um yeah.
1: What did you think of Divergence? Divergent, um
2: Oh yeah, Divergent.
1: Yeah, Divergent is um it's the first of four so far isn't it um yeah, science about... fiction stories and um it's a, it's not a film that you can really go into and just get lost in probably like maze runner again you kind of you start to label
2: yeah sorry i meant to say so there's a this really nice little chubby kid in the maze runner you know, I knew from because yeah. he got along with the main character really well. Friendly, and happy. Developed this really special bond. Ch- chunky or Chucky? Chunky, chunk, flubby. A
1: little bit, a little bit. I thought his thing. name was Chunk. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of the Goonies. You're thinking of the Goonies. <laughs> but it <looks> like, it <laughs> there's no like truffle good, shuffle going on in this. But role. he looks like the Goonie kid, right? He does. Yeah, yeah he does yeah, that yeah, yeah, lovable, yeah, yeah, yeah. chubby
2: little kid. And you just know right he's gonna to have to die, he'll die at some point, you so know that's the yeah. your, your emotional thing you it's where you're supposed to cry in the film, and, and it's towards yeah. the end oh. where he's guess but you know how he dies he dies saving the main guy, oh okay, so you just say
1: uh, which is slightly different in divergent because um, I mean okay, so let's just explain divergent first, okay um, trailer. You nervous
0: for you? For your test? No. I
1: was
0: terrified. The only way our society can survive is for each of you to claim your rightful place. Today you will take a test that will help you discover who you truly are. The future belongs to those who know
2: where they belong.
0: You ready? supposed to tell me what to do we're supposed to trust the The test test. didn't work on you they call it divergent you can't let them find out about you they're always watching you have to hide or they'd never expect to find you welcome to the The two stages of training first is physical push your bodies to the breaking point you're never gonna win I'd like that it's good to know keep tension here okay the second is mental face your worst fears and conquer them
1: you made a mistake choosing thomas he'll find out about you
0: i know what you are it's been a long time since i could trust anyone i don't want to be just one thing i want to be brave and selfless and intelligent and honest and kind if you want to survive follow me divergence threaten the system it won't be safe until they're removed
1: we have to fight back ready okay so that was the trailer trailer? yeah I like that is it short sweet Yeah. (laughs) yeah Not as long as the feature. (laughs) That's how I like my trailers.
2: It's kind of like a taster for the main (laughs)
1: film that makes me want to watch it. You could even say that it's a teaser. Yeah. I feel slightly teased. (laughs) Okay so Divergent, it's a series of films, it's science fiction, it's a dystopian future. Um, the, the, The Romanian population, whoever they are, wherever they're from, obviously they're in America yeah um and they've been split into different um depending on their emotional um pathways so you've got the ones who are caring and giving who love the land who work the land you've got the ones who are the thinkers who are kind of like uh into the I, I guess they're into the politics and the structural uh you yeah, know they're, they're kind of they're almost like the showrunners yeah and then you've got the um the humanitarians, I think, right, got the humanitarians, yeah. and then you've got the rebellious. What were they called? They were called uh, the scallions. The 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 the, the doobla the, the... bangles. Um, hang on, I've got to look it up already. Oh my god, what were they called? Ragtags. Um, Hang on. Do run, run, run. Gear on, run. Divergent. Hang on. I've got to get this right because it's going to sound really crazy. Dauntless. Of course. Yeah. Which straight away made me think of Slivering House. All of a sudden, I am thinking. I am in Harry Potter. I am thinking, oh, there is yeah. going to be like a Sorting Hat. So th- this is going to be a, a, a girl who who lives in an ordinary family, an ordinary house, plain clothed. It's a, 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 America's practicing communism, even though they reject it. Kind of a, a, yeah, a yeah, feel yeah. to it, and of course, uh, she, it's her turn. So we're, we're looking at the story through her eyes uh, when she decides. When, when she she decides to choose the faction that she's going to stay with. And if she goes to a faction where her parents are not, then she will not have contact with them again. Apparently. Even though she has contact with them. (laughs) Quite a few times. I think Um, her (laughs)
2: mum saved her life at one point, didn't she?
1: Pretty much. Um, So, she's got to make a decision. She doesn't know what to do. Um, Her brother is also, um, it's it's his turn to uh, also choose his faction. I'm just going to have some water before I die.
2: Nearly, I've nearly smashed this bottle already. Mm
1: yeah it's mad H2O my <laughs> H2O it's Kirkland natural spring water courtesy of Costco
2: Although natural spring waters are available
1: Glasgow <laughs> <laughs> tap water um, <laughs> so yeah so it, it, it's it, the, the main girl in this and the brother they're both going to choose their faction uh, he's pretty pretty sure where he's going to go he's a thinker he's a yeah, so he's going to Wear a blue tunic. Um, that's all I know. I can't remember what yeah. what he really is doing, but it's kind of a political thinker. And uh, they all have this ceremony where they all sit there with their parents, and their parents groom groom them and say, you know, we're, we're ready to let you go. Whatever you decide, whatever you decide. But before that, they are tested to figure out if they, um, like a sorting hat, tell uh, in a way like Harry yeah, Potter. Yeah. They sit in a chair, and um, pretty much they get told by the process of the test. Who, they, who they're best suited for well, however the girl when she sits in the chair she, she gets um she, she gets pulled out and the, the woman who is actually testing her tells her you know just just say that the, the test was inconclusive it, it didn't work for you so you're just gonna have to use your own instinct and choose um so she uses her own instinct and uses and chooses dauntless Right. No. Because she, we, we see her uh, clocking them in, you know, when they're running off the train and she's thinking, you know, there's something that's drawing to her, and to, to that group. Um, and she likes trains and she likes jumping from them. jumping and rolling around and being Stomp. Like, you know, they, I'm surprised they didn't actually have members of Stomp just doing little dance numbers throughout that film because that would yeah. have been quite entertaining. Um, so her parents are obviously distraught and disappointed. They're not allowed to mix with each other, apparently it seems as though that whenever you see one group they're not really mixing which is strange because this is a post apocalyptic world and and the, the the best plan that they've come up with is to divide everybody into in, into into labels into boxes yeah. and and give them a, a a color um and that's it so you, you, you she joins dauntless and it's kind of like this uh, ragtag security force uh, kind of starship troopers all of a sudden we're, we're seeing the whole process of her training through her eyes yeah and um I mean, is she, she's exceptional is she she she's she's up and down actually she she's very she there's a, a test before they actually join Dauntless it's to to jump down yeah I um, remember that but the, the jumping on the train she's a bit crap at, and uh, once she's on the train she meets uh, a, a friend who's the, the girl but you know every, as soon as people start talking you know who all the main characters are and they just all start coming out and there's this uh, there's Luke Goss from Bross who seems to be running the joint who's uh, okay now I have cramp this is a very entertaining episode of uh, frame by frame where I'm you've got a new oh. baby should we use to sit in the same spot for <laughs> let's just pretend I'm doing real dance right now okay uh, uh, yeah 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 this is great okay cramp gone <laughs> Luke Goss yeah Luke Goss yeah, he, yeah he's, the, he's the main guy who's a, a bit of a hard ass and uh good
2: in Blade 2 was he? yeah he was in Blade 2 Luke Goss or this guy oh well, Luke Goss was in Blade 2 oh really was he? you know the main have you seen Blade 2? I vaguely it's the best Blade film it's a really good film oh, No. Yeah. yeah the main bad guy with the big chin
1: Oh really? Thing. Yeah, oh, you him. wouldn't tell them that. No, do you know what? it's amazing how these sometimes these pop, pop stars just give it a go and they do they do quite well and then you never see them again. Yeah, because
2: Gail Del Toro directed Blade Two, and they had him back for Hellboy Two. Oh, All right. And I think could, you know when a director can see something in someone. Yeah. I you think you're right for this.
1: But he never gets picked up for anything else. With no one else used to be able to do any good. with are not them. seeing anything. Like that, yeah. Different. That is when will I be famous, I guess. But yeah, this guy who looks a lot like Luke Goss, who's not Luke Goss, is running joint. And then they then you've got Pretty Boy, um, who is the um the kinda like the the supervising guardian of the Dauntless um, newbies. Right. And uh he's taken his shine obviously to um to the new golden block, who's now calling her, herself Triss. Um because yeah, she wants to call cool new name and uh, she's chosen that. Um, and then they just go through all these kind of testing. It's and kind training of like, yeah. yeah. So it's like Starship Troopers, pretty much. Which, it, you know, there's so much. In the movie is about them just kind of like trying to shoot guns, trying to get better at shooting guns, uh, hitting targets. Right. Um, and of course, because it's a dystopian future, they're they're able to do it under the the landscape of of, of wrecked buildings and uh, and, and beautifully. A beautiful architecture structures that have just been demolished yeah. and they live a life in ruins and you know it's it's interesting but it's it's kind of like well where's this all going you're thinking well why why are we interested in this what what's what's to do with all the factions why is Kate Winslet um, wearing that weird hair <laughs> wearing that hair <laughs> it's that's like... all I remember because I watched the film quite a long a while ago and that's all I remember from the film was her hair yeah, yeah. I think I'd prefer Gary Oldman in the role, to be honest. <laughs> it would have been better. Yeah. I, I would have liked to. Have. She doesn't play hardcore, uh, tough lady very well, I, I don't think. No, it's not her calling, is it? No, no. She, I, I didn't really believe that she is. It's an odd um, role for her to take up. It's like Ashley Judd as well. She, and yeah, but, but she, I've
2: not seen her in a, in a lot recently, so maybe she'll just take what's given to her now. Wow. then tweeting. She, yeah. does, she tweets. She That's tweets. It. Yeah.
1: People make a living out of that these days. Apparently so, and most of them are actors. Yeah. Um, but so she she was, of course, she played the mother, and um, Carl from Ghost, the bad guy from Ghost, played the father. I haven't seen him before, for ages. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of thought, well, it's a shame they didn't expand his role. He was just kind of a throwaway part, which is a bit of a shame. Um, but, yeah, it, we see it in the training, and um, then we discover that there's there's trouble in the factions, that one set of factions is, is oh, inferior, no. going to be wiped out, and uh, they're going to use the Dauntless, use drugs uh, serum to kind of turn them all into, uh, into faceless um, soldiers and have them all go on an execution ring mm. um, and that's kind of all I remember from the film what did you think of Divergent? Um, <laughs> Kate Winslet's hair. Yeah Kate Winslet's hair. Yeah
2: that's a pretty much all I took. For, again it's another it's, it's a serviceable
1: film but... It's nice to watch because you kind of you kind of just you, you, you kind of think okay I know what's gonna happen. It's um, like watching a film you love.
2: You know what I mean? You know what's going to happen, and you just let it just all pan out. But it's not a film I love. It's a film that I'm seeing for the first time, but I know exactly what's going to happen throughout the whole film.
1: Yeah, but what it's you a familiar dish. Yeah, you know that you're going to go and watch the sequels because you know that it's going to be a familiar dish.
2: Yeah, it's something that you can just have on in the background. Yeah, you don't really have to invest in too yeah, much. Exactly. Hunger Games is slightly different, though. I think the Hunger Games.
1: Uh, I'm got, not. I'm f- not through with Divergent yet. <laughs> oh, sorry. <Dear> me <laughs> You're jumping the gun. Well, no, no Hunger Games. Sorry, but you're going to make a, a, a point. No, I was just say I think
2: um, the Hunger Games are actually um, a decent films. So I think they're they're actually really good. They
1: do. They, so, they take their time with the. They do. The, the,
2: the first Hunger Game is basically battle royale. It's just a yeah. rip off of battle royale, but I think it's down to Jennifer Lawrence just being great. She's a great screen presence. I don't think they'd be anywhere near as good if they hadn't found her for Katniss Everdeen.
1: And I think you're right there. I mean, I, 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 kind, oh, of, I kind of feel as though that Divergence is jumping on the back of the wagon, mm. in a way, um, by having a, another girl who is yeah, the pilgrim girl who, yeah, yeah. who lived a simple life, who was all, all of a sudden thrown into this ultra-violent environment. And uh, and, and they're making a big thing about, uh, about these these characters are all women. Mm. Uh, that uh, the, the main characters are women who uh, who get to fight alongside men and, and yeah. try to make it as seamlessly genderless as possible mm. but by tripping up by doing the, the same typical services that all gender specific films have and you know that every single girl is going to fall in love with their mentor or have some sort of a relationship with a male member of, of that team who she gets on really well with yeah, it's inevitable. That,
2: again, that's where Hunger Games is different because they haven't done that. Well, she has
1: um,
2: when she's took away from her family and you know her sort of society of people. She has a, a boyfriend, but then she has to Gail Yeah, but yeah. but obviously at the end of the first Hunger Games, he they both win, don't they? Him and then they have to start acting for the crowd that them to have a relationship as well.
1: For the sponsors, yeah, and her boyfriend is yeah.
2: watching all this on TV, and it's all acting out, and and then obviously the class divide is a massive thing in the Hunger Games as well. You got the yeah. the super powerful, the unit. rich
1: who like to wear really bizarre clothing, and yeah, which I kinda like. it's yeah, kind it's, of like. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hyperlesque, It's got a yeah. Roman feel to it, don't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Without the musical
2: hype, yeah, yeah, but and yeah, I like. I kind of I like that, you know. Yes.
1: I, I think you're, and it, you're right. Hunger and it's Games, talking a
2: lot about, uh, you know, how we see celebrity, and yeah. how it really is. And it's what it's Running Clever. Man
1: didn't quite run run with. The book did. The the, the book did. yes. Yeah. But the, book, the, the film. film certainly didn't. No. It was more about the the fact that. They, Arnie's yeah. going to kill everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it, it's that 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 idea that, that they've actually they've taken their time with it as well. And th- there's a few things in in the Hunger Games that I found that. that that I could relate to mm. more than any of the other films. There's a moment where she she's showing the uh, aristocratic high orders uh, who are all sitting uh, kind of uh, up above watching them practicing with their bows. Yeah. And yeah. She, she takes a shot at the target while they're all watching and she misses. And um, they all like, laugh. And uh, so she just calmly just goes over, picks another bow picks another arrow puts it on the bow and then she turns hits the target turns around and none of them are watching her and, and it, this, it just reminded me of, of you know you, you kind of get this feeling sometimes that uh, when you do great things you never actually notice mm. but when you, when you fall everybody notices
2: yeah absolutely and I
1: think that's, that was that's just one little scene mm. I mean to walk away with that is, is, is worth it you know to have that kind of a connection I didn't get that with Divergent. With Divergent, I was just waiting for them to surprise me with something that was not a typical scene. There's a moment where the, the, the girl, the friend of the main character, she's, she's not doing very well in the fight, in the testing fight, so uh, Luke Goss picks her up from the ground and shakes her off and says, you know, carry on. So he, they walk off, and they're just about to cross this ravine. So then he, he throws her over. And forces her to hold on to the sides of her fingers, just kind of like I say, you know, you're gonna to have to man up and, and you know, stop being a coward, you're gonna mm-hmm. have courage. And a part of me thought, are they gonna do it? Are they gonna just kill a character off to, to kind of up the stakes to kind of build this kind of sense of, of, of raw uh, energy for the film? Is, is are they gonna do it? No, so. Yeah, one of them kills herself, doesn't she? Oh, the guy kills himself um, because really? he. Uh, it, it was actually the um, the sympathetic character who she meets at the beginning on the train. Who, yeah, uh, uh, which which is the
2: same with the the chubby kid from the Maze Runner. Yeah, That's that he's,
1: guy. He's that guy who is nice and and he gets along. And, you know, it, but in this case, he makes a mistake. Um, but because he, because he's scared and he's trying to he's trying to stay in the you know he's desperately trying to stay in. And the only way he, he can think of doing it is by getting rid of her, you know, yeah. he doesn't want to be a faction, because apparently, before I actually, uh, I have, we have to explain that if you don't cut it in Dauntless, you become factionless. Right. <laughs> and, that's, and that's hilarious, the, the way they painted it, that, that, that the people who are factionless literally are just like homeless bums. Just don't weird. we have that, it kind of reflects what we have
2: in well, real life yeah. though, when, when people Think for themselves completely and see the world for what it is yeah they don't they're not the people who will get the high end jobs they're not the, they're the people who might end up on drugs because they're mentally
1: ill, yeah, but they're yeah. not they just see the world for what it is for what it is, yeah, instead of actually jumping on board the the wagon of exactly exactly like everybody else to, to, they're not they're not tarnishing themselves and, this, and putting themselves in the box thank
2: God a lot of those people have found you know became comedians like Bill Hicks. Yeah, who got off the ride and went what the hell is this
1: but wouldn't you like to see a divergent film um, about the bums about the factionless
2: wouldn't that be interesting that'd be good if the factionless one member of the factionless yeah. factionless <laughs> ended up Doing something that would be interesting, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, or sh- somehow
1: rock the boat. Because I saw the stereotypical look of them, like they like they didn't do in all of these films. When it's post-apocalyptic, if you're not if you're not a part of a, a group, you're you're literally sitting there watching television just to keep warm. You know, the, the, the Terminator scene where there's a mother yeah. and child sitting there watching a burnt-out television with flames. They've got no future. They've got no life, and they're just gonna. Live in misery for the rest mm. of life, but does I'm sure that there are actually some really really happy, uh, factionless people out there who are doing some amazing gigs, <laughs> who yeah. are musicians, yeah, who absolutely. Are, uh, but no no no, writing yeah. incredible poetry. If you're not a thinker, if you're not athletic, if you're not uh, a carer or 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 a grounds worker, if you're not a, a real lover of, of of the earth and want to provide food then you are nothing. You, it, it, so they're basically doing a disservice to art in itself by creating well, schlag. what is, that is schlag.
2: And th- This is catered for say teenagers yeah. I'd say this them. What, Yeah exactly what sort of lesson is that teaching them? You have to belong to either this 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 or this or you're going to be, end up like that. Yeah but
1: rebelling is also good it seems that rebelling is not the same thing as being a bum or an outcast. But yeah, but the thing with her is she's
2: divergent, so she is different. She than is different everybody else. And,
1: okay, let's let's that's that is one of my pet peeves about this this whole idea. The fact that she is divergent makes me- her factionless. Makes that makes her different from everybody else. And the idea of the film is that if the test doesn't reveal which faction you are, then the, the isn't that the machine uh, isn't that a technical error of the machine if, yeah. if it if it does not determine what faction you are meant to be do, what makes her any different to any of those other characters in 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 the film other than the fact that uh, she has a, a, a kind of a, a wider sense of her of her the world that she lives in mm. she's she she doesn't just see one color she sees all the colors yeah um, but it doesn't make her superhuman. It doesn't make her a mutant. It doesn't make her dangerous. It just makes her a free thinker. Is that pretty much what it is? Free thought. So do you, yeah. <laughs>
2: so after all these times, we're still we're still stealing off Orwell. Yeah.
1: 1980, it it's 1984. It is 1984. It's, it still is. Um, but yeah, no, there's there's nothing new in this film. But it does it does stamp out. It's the island as well. You know, the, you know the idea of um, oh, the island having yeah. free thought. And having the ability to break free from your, um, yeah, from being.
2: That's what I mean. You must think this or this will happen.
1: Yeah, exactly. But the, obviously, the path that she goes on, I'm hoping that they're actually going to kind of explore that a little bit more and maybe shake it up a little bit. But from what I see, it just seems to be just a, a run-of-the-mill um, action-thrill sci-fi film. Why do you think these
2: post-apocalyptic. Films is, uh, do so well, and why do you think Hollywood churn them out?
1: It's a good question. I mean, they, they are in, in their numbers. I mean, yeah. at the moment, they're the most popular books to be read. Mm. Um, they're a form of escapism, but for people escaping to? Uh, it's kind of like a the hidden sense of, of communist or totalitarian regime. Yeah. It, it's, it's, I mean, it's. Star Wars has the same thing you know it has you either this or you're that it, they love boxing people into into groups and sets but but post-apocalyptic films do it more so they do uh,
2: the conspiracy theorist in me yeah it's like saying like, it's because they, they want that's what they want do they want do, us to yeah they're, they're watching that to say in the future in the not-too-distant future when a police state hits we'll be used to it because we've seen it so much in films and say so, well yeah. that's kind of the way it's how to We know to we. how to act. And we can sneak it
1: in that way. Yeah, it's like a, this is like a training video for your future. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's, that is creepy because yeah, I mean, tell me what are the problems with, with the earth right now, with, with the people on, on the planet earth? What are our main problems?
2: Well I'd say one of the main problems is the, the 5% of the world controlled 95 percent it was five percent of the world controlled 95 percent of
1: and that there's a
2: great youtube clip find it it's great uh, this banker who was talking about um he was looking forward to the next financial crash because he makes so much money out of it yeah and it, i remember because he was talking i forget the newscaster who was uh interviewing him but she was t- taken back by what he said he's like what well, and he you said, you're trying to say that, you That's know, enough, like yeah. poli- politicians own the world. Because the politicians don't, the presidents don't own the world. Goldman Sachs own the world. Yeah, and the cool. woman was just taken back saying, you can't say that.
0: I, I, I have a confession, which is, uh, I go to bed every night, I dream of another recession. I dream of another moment like this. Why? Because uh, people don't seem to uh, maybe remember, but uh, the 30s depression, the depression in the 30s, wasn't just about a market crash there were some people who were prepared to make money from that crash. Uh, when the market crashes, uh, when the euro and the big stock markets crash, if you know what to do, if, if you have the right plan to set up, uh, you, can, you can make a lot of money from this. Uh, for example, hedging strategies, then investing in bonds, treasury bonds, that sort of stuff
1: if you could see the people around me jaws have collectively dropped at what you've just said i mean, we we appreciate your candor however it doesn't help the rest of us does it all the rest of the eurozone
0: I would say this Listen, i would say this to everybody who's watching this this economic crisis is like a cancer if you just wait and wait thinking this is gonna go away just like a cancer is gonna grow and it's gonna be too late what i would say to everybody is get prepared uh... there's not a time right now to um, wishful thinking, the government is going to sort things out. The governments don't rule the world. Goldman Sachs rules the world. Goldman Sachs does not care about this rescue package, neither does the big funds. So actually, what I would, I, I would actually tell people, I want to help people. Uh, people can make money from this. It isn't just traders. Because in less than 12 months, uh, my prediction is the savings of mil- millions of people is going to vanish. I would say be prepared and act now. The biggest risk people can take right now is not acting. No matter
1: what we do, we are told by something to do something. Mm.
0: It's like you need
2: to have this or you will not belong to this. It goes back to that.
1: Yes, and that's what it is. And now we're kind of going back to this whole post-apocalyptic idea that we need to be told in all these films that we have to belong to something. That uh, we we need to carry on labelling yeah, yeah we need to always always box and label people gender uh, specific i mean exactly like we've said with maze runner as soon as a girl is is, is introduced to a to a, a, a male populace in a film we immediately think conflict yeah
2: and which i was surprised in the maze runner it, it, no, didn't. it didn't happen but we think it
1: yeah, I thought. But it it's because... important that we think it. It's not mm. important that they reveal it or show it because they're not able to do that. Because that's the truth that we are only able to think ourselves. Yeah. When that guy hangs that girl off the ravine and 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 tells her that she's weak, that she's got to climb her way up, got to find the way. You know, I want her to drop down and 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 die, not because I don't like the character, but because I want the film to make a point. Yeah. I want the film to 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 shake me up to 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 make me think that you know but it doesn't do it it doesn't want you to it wants it wants you to think about everything that it's not able to produce, but as long as you're thinking it that's all that matters yeah as long as they're advertising the thoughts of those thoughts and feelings that you're not supposed to have mm. then you're still going to be reinforced by the images of factions groups. And things that you're actually supposed to just fall into. Advertising and marketing is just awful. Isn't I it? have no idea what I just said. It was great. <laughs> well, just
2: going back to the advertising <laughs> marketing, yeah. you know, it was really good. Very incre- incredible points. And um, I think just we've got to TV a little bit. because I've always thought this. You know, yeah. like if you see an episode, just about trying to dumb people down. Try not to let oh, them yeah. think and to say because you're talking about. I think I would be. I'd be divergent because I don't fit. I've never felt like I fit into anything. Growing up was quite lonely for me because I found it difficult to have friends because, yeah, I. It's only when I got a little bit older I found out there's people had similar interests to me, yes. like film and music. But
1: yeah, but but I people don't, are afraid to actually say that they're into it. Yeah, and I don't. I've
2: never fitted into yeah. any kind of saying it. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, um, but I often thought that like, like EastEnders or something like that. An episode of EastEnders, oh. right? Someone may find out that they're married to what now turns out to be the cousin, and oh my God, and my dad is... Love triangle uh, with. Yeah, my dad loves triangle with someone, and then this, and then that's happened, and this person's got AIDS on his finger, and whatever it might be. Yeah. And the average person at home watching that will go, well, my life ain't that bad. Yeah, yeah. And you stop. You just... you it angers me this because this when did we get into this paradigm of you're born you have to go to school have to yes it's a legal requirement to go to school yeah
1: yeah
2: and then you get a job and then you die
1: yes oh retire 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 retire. and then die the dream retiring is the island and then then
2: halfway through that you have a (laughs) child so that child can go on the same course and do the same thing and keep this modern this paradigm going yeah we're slaves man
1: it really is and and, and that's slavery human race is is really uh and and as long as we keep on getting this this image pumped in our brains that it's okay to be labeled in factions it's okay to think that you can be successful and not achieve because EastEnders is all about um you know like there's that character Ian Beale no matter what he tries to do uh, as an uh, as an entrepreneur or or any ideas that he wants you know, I'm talking probably like decades ago. He's probably not even in the show anymore. This is like right. how long I've seen it um, no matter what he tries, he always fails and ends up working in the chip shop right okay It's okay to have dreams. They they say it's okay, but I don't believe them. I don't no, believe that it's okay to have dreams. They don't want you
2: to have because, dreams. They don't want you to.
1: Because what what does every single dream in, uh, require you to do? If you want to actually set up your own business, what are you got to do?
2: Declare yourself as
1: self-employed. <laughs> yes, but most of the time you have to have a built a, a business loan or yeah something. yeah so, yeah yeah. You yeah. have to build. You have to basically build your empire with borrowed money, mm. and then. So the idea of a dream is to is to is to create your own business or to create your own income. Um, and that, yeah, exactly.
2: And you've got again advertisements coming from banks are telling you, Oh, we've got such an interest rate on new businesses starting out you know, you'd be paying back at ten point six percent and yes. stuff and Oh, don't get me started on fractional reserve lending do not
1: get me started on fractional reserve lending i love that line that is going to be the tagline on this episode <laughs> do not get me started um, i have all <laughs> kinds of
2: anger against credit and the way exactly, banks work and stuff but, but
1: this the dystopian future is here man there is no way of saying which, it that, you know that we are actually in it but they keep on telling you i think they're just telling us that there's a, it's not there yet we're not there this is
2: maybe because there's not been an apocalypse
1: no but th- maybe that so happens how do we know how do we know how do we know if we wouldn't it? know that's the thing <laughs>
2: the news we watch we're, we're seeing what we're meant to see we're not seeing the real <laughs> life i was this is really dark and i'm sorry if you anyone was listening to this but i'm going to say something that's really dark but it shocked me because it's not even on my frame of reference yeah i was listening to a podcast and it, the guy does a lot of work in uganda right For um it's something to humanity or something it, it, it's about children should have a life essentially but these kids humanity, had seen
1: yeah
2: the parents
1: yeah
2: murdered mutilated put into a stew and forced to eat yes i that was even I, what shocked me most about that is i couldn't even I, it's so beyond my frame of what i think is real I I, yeah. I was I was shocked by it, but I couldn't feel sorry for him because I couldn't understand that that would that what, that, that could ever been, happen. Well, it's what the the films that we're addressing yeah. do is the the guys at the top, the five percent, who have all they have everything. Yes, and we don't have to worry about you because you're starving, and I don't have to I don't have to deal with you.
1: But yeah, these these films, dystopian films, are okay. Let's, let's kind of rein it back here because yeah. we're kind of really reaching to the idea that that we don't know what's going on in our world. But as long as as long as we are shown images of of a future dystopia, which is ridiculous, usually. I mean, mm. the Maze Runner idea is is a ridiculous future concept. Yeah, it is. But then you've got those other. Uh, I mean, hunger games and divergent you've got these films that are all about the, the look and and the emotional feel of, of being a part of this splintered population that has no no reason to be splintered or frac- a faction or in, yeah. in the group there's no reason for it to all be that of other than the fact that that um that humans just love to be in control but not only that, they love to be in control of smaller numbers. They don't want to have people that they don't know about living their lives somewhere mm. without being counted. You know, it's 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 a fear of, of the unknown and we have to make sure that we can see everybody. That's why, you know, if you're wearing yellow you're there. If you're wearing blue you're ever there. Yeah. And uh, I think I think we're afraid of of, of just not not admitting that uh, we would, would we would prefer to live in a post-apocalyptic environment where we survive and thrive and live in our own quiet little communities. I think we're afraid to admit that we actually would prefer that that uh, that way of living. Yeah, a simple, humble... Because what we've got now we don't understand. What we've got now is we don't know if, if, if politicians are believable. We don't know if um, if the food that we're eating is safe. We don't know what's going on over that fence, we yeah. don't know if, if we're actually doing exactly what we should be doing in our life, but if it was broken down such into such simple five steps, five groups, then people would be, it would be an easier way of living. Yeah. How about
2: that? That's quite a beautiful, beautiful... Not really room. eloquent. <laughs> oh it is, it's, it's uh... a... <laughs> I, I don't know who said it, but I remember uh, reading somewhere where um, said the only way a man's free or a woman, woman, be sexed, is if you, if you take everything away from somebody, yeah. everything, then that person's free.
1: Yes, and that's. I mean, I, I, I think we've all done it somewhere went along our lives where we've lost everything. Yeah, um, I, I went to Australia and lived in a suitcase. <laughs> in a suitcase. Wow. Yeah. I, you were no, a lot shorter back <laughs> <that> then <laughs> yes, I grew a lot when I came home <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: um, I, was, I never wanted to mention it, you have got this like handle shaped imprints on the side of your face I, never, I was wondering what that was there for
1: that's why I don't like public toilets this gives me that idea that I'm going <laughs> to <a> compare go for it Oh shit, man! Um, <laughs> luggage compartments. I like them. Um, no, it it I I live from a suitcase. I yeah. Say, yay! Poor four, and um, yeah, and it was very very freeing to be able to just say, I just pick up that suitcase and I can go anywhere else. No,
2: imagine if we didn't have the internet now. If we were just taken Ooh, away from you. Do you
1: know what? That is fascinating. That is a fascinating d- discussion, um it would take another an hour into this into this show.
2: <laughs> yeah, because I think we should probably think about wrapping up Zoom. Yeah, but,
1: well, but, but in short, nobody would know what to do with themselves. No. Uh, take away the internet, we'd have to start making real film and actually start to take film and to to, to distributors and and beg f- for them to show our films. Or we'd have to start performing in public. Mm. Um, we would never have any contact with people uh, in, on the international front, like we do now. We'd be relying on news. Yeah, and newspapers. And
2: the not the most magazines
1: anymore. will suddenly come back in big. You know, if there are still magazines out there, I don't know why people buy them. Um, <laughs> it, it astonishes me um, why why they're actually <laughs> worth picking up. I, I, I
2: used to. I, I'm on Empire Oath website virtually every day, and it was up, it was probably last year, June, July last year. I stopped buying a magazine where well, I realised what I was reading the magazine I'd literally just read the night before on the website I'm like what am I doing yeah
1: ridiculous yeah. the last one I bought was um, Australia in Australia actually it had Nicole Kidman on the front and I don't know what it was for um, so cliche well, really. the, that to be an Australian actress <laughs> it hits be it? an Australian actress of course <laughs> um, but yeah um, yeah Um well, I think we've, we've yeah the, the internet we'd we, we have to read books again basically that's it and people would be growing their own potatoes it will be a simpler life
2: and you have to go to your bank
1: but i feel so sorry, i feel sorry for all the kids who were born after 1995 because they don't know of a world without internet no and that is fascinating don't you think it's fascinating it is. that, that they, these these 25 year olds we, we, we'll, we'll be saying to our kids
2: "Oh, i remember when the internet you know it did take about half an hour to load up a web page do you remember that I remember because I, was, I yes. used to be a massive fan of a band called Dream Theater and about like, www.dreamtheater do, 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 dot enter I go and make a brew, come yes. back and it was probably just on
1: yeah and just to basic text and images yeah bad color design yeah. because everybody kind of got excited about color on the internet and so they had pink yeah. writing and yeah. but yeah the internet I, I'd love it to just disappear for a month just to see how. That will probably be our apocalypse. That using would be, the internet it's that enough. Would be our apocalypse That's enough, I think. I think if we lost the internet um, right now, you wouldn't be able to pay for anything because everything's done wirelessly now. Yeah. you'd actually have to get cash. You'd have to go to the banks and hope that they've gotten all their systems um, yeah. together. Um, there'd be a big long line outside of banks you know the the bread lines of the 1920s yeah. 30s yeah and, it'd be like that. yeah and
2: banks by law only have to hold 10% in the vaults of what they actually say that they've got
1: yes so you you wouldn't be getting the, money will be going all around the place and uh, there'll be rebellions forming mm-hmm. hijacking all these these uh, these armored trucks that will be suddenly in great numbers, trying to transport currency yeah. across everyone. Oh, we could write a, th- we could write this man. Cut this out and keep it to ourselves. Yeah, let's um, do that. <laughs> sounds great. The internet disappears. Today the, the internet died. died. Let's call it that. Yeah. <laughs> so let's just cut that out and just say, yeah, it would be, it would be appalling. It it it'll throw a spanner in the works. We'd have to go and buy stamps. Oh.
2: Yeah, I've taken to playing with an elastic band now, which usually signals the end of the podcast.
1: Yeah. And, uh, okay, well, let's, let's do this. Gonna this. Oh. Right, ready? Ready? Three,
0: two, one.
1: Here at Synodite, we understand that there is a time... ...and a place for watching bloodbuster movies. And there is also a time and a place for enjoying quick and easy food. That time is CineDine! We've combined the state-of-the-art movie ritual... ...within our fast-growing change of multiplex cinemas... ...with the must-have dining experience... Your attention and enjoyment of Popcorn Movies is enhanced by 3,000% thanks to our fully disclosed secret ingredient which you can enjoy within all of your favorite food items. Popcorn, hot dogs, nachos with Ed's special liquid cheese, and not to mention our CineDine menu with food suitable for all ages, religions, and counterculture professions. At CineDine... We are proud to use British meat, which is also suitable for all vegetarians, vegans, and diabetics. And for those fussy little children who are ready to sit down and glance occasionally at the screen, every food item contains sherbet of some description. Even our economically sized popcorn boxes are edible. That's right! You can even eat the plates, Dad! That's right, little one. Cinedine has listened, and we know what makes your next movie experience the best one you've ever had. Until next time, that is. (laughs) Cinedine.
0: Fanatical about food.